welcome to Take It Home, a new day of podcasting. I am your host, Zach Hilton, and today you have a new correspondent. Not to say that Jay's gone, but Jay's got life, as you've heard before. He's a very busy man between the gym and uh, between the, uh, 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 you know, sexual activities he does. But uh, today you get a new correspondent, a man that's been in my life since I was a teen. And I've grown my wrestling love with this wrestling friend. And I want to welcome you, uh, Nick Rigdon. Hi. That was a great introduction. <laughs> I'm king of introductions. What I'd really like to do, though, is ignore all of that, because I think everyone would rather hear about Jay having sex. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> so this podcast is no longer... It's, it's take it home. It's take it home. It's what Jay takes home yes. and has sex with. Oh, man. We just go follow him to the bar. People would much rather listen to that. <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> Who's he picking up today? What is the skank? Oh, man, that was loud. Okay, so anyways, this is Take It Home. We are a wrestling podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter, Take It Home Pod. Uh, Facebook's down right now. I don't do Facebook, so sorry. I'm Following not going to answer you Facebook there. Facebook it slash something politics, old people. <laughs> It's still real to me. Damn it's it. It's still real to me. Dot org. Dot gov. Um, then also, uh, you know, you can listen to all previous episodes at podcastingcouch.podbean.com. Search for us on iTunes, which I did today. And apparently there are several podcasting couches. Okay. Several. Well, so good luck finding us on there. But I'll put the uh, I'll put the iTunes gimmick up there, so it's all gravy. So today we are going to talk about four hour pay per views. We are going to talk about Hall of Fame, and we're going to start this all by introducing you to Nick Rigdon. Hi, Nick. Hi. Okay, so when did you start watching wrestling? We are um, nearing my my twenty fifth wrestling anniversary i don't remember exactly when i just know it was at some point in 93 okay um my dad watched it when i was growing up and i didn't care but they're like hey you just hit that point where you're a kid flipping channels and see some nonsense on tv and watch it right but uh yeah so i watched for a uh watched for a long time fan for a long time i don't really have any gaps necessarily i guess there's been periods where i've been less engaged with the product even i did a gap remember when i gave it up for lint you did yeah gave it up for lint and it was the best time of my life i wish it was lint right now (laughs) i think technically it is (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, so we've gone to many wrestling shows together. You've seen me wrestle. What do you think is your favorite live performance of a show you've ever seen? Um, I don't know. I guess live shows to me are on different levels because you have that WWE, like, yeah, that that level of production that they do that nobody else can really keep up with. And, right. You know, they're, they're good indie shows, too. Yeah. Um... I think going to SummerSlam in 2005 at DC was probably overall the best front to back car sure, yeah. show experience, you know, right. what have you. That, that show has a lot of stuff. And 
I look back fondly on all of it, even stuff that people don't love. Like I can watch Michael's bump for Hogan. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That Some match is just, well, just thinking about why he's doing it into the match. It's so fun to watch. It's a good time. Maybe I'm the, fine the quick, with it. uh, the, the, the quick title change with Orlando Jordan. That was and beautiful. Wall was fun. We didn't see that coming. No, not, not that quick. You get a good Jericho versus uh, Cena. Which, to me, still is like the first time the crowd is really doing the dueling Cena yeah, thing. Cena it was sucks. popping up here and there, I think, in certain towns. But I feel like that yeah. was the first time the crowd really got into like a yeah. we like this opponent better than John Cena thing. So that was fun to be a part of. I don't know. That show's good. But on an indie level, um, you did a Ring of Honor show. I think that first Ring of Honor show you did in Norfolk. That, yeah. The atmosphere in that crowd for you guys. That show was hot. At that show. I mean, it was fun seeing some of the, I mean, seeing... Yeah, Steen. Yeah, yeah. Seeing a lot of those guys that have gone on and done other stuff. I mean, it was a fun Ring of Honor show, but to see to see you, to see you be the most over guy on the card <laughs> at, at Smart Town USA Smart. Ring of Honor was... Uh, that was pretty cool. It's I mean, appealing. Was, I like it. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, from there, you know, that's a little back history of Nick and his love of wrestling. And he is going to join me and talk discussions and uh, topics and such. And we're going to kick it off with the Hall of Fame. This year's Hall of Fame is full of people that, in my eyes, are not current, but just past it. So, you get Ivory, former women's champion, former GLOW wrestler. You get uh, Goldberg, who's their headliner. Deservedly. Uh, deservedly. Deservedly. You get yeah. the Dudley Boys and just announced Jeff Jarrett. So, individually, let's go through the list and your thoughts of these guys being put into the Hall of Fame. Ivory. Mm, she fits the Coco Beware criteria mm-hmm. of person that worked for WWE one time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, eh, I, I guess every year we struggle to find a relevant mm-hmm. female person because there's such a huge gap in women's wrestling being right. a thing that wasn't just like a, a TNA sideshow portion of the Attitude Era right. or the Ruthless Aggression, whatever. You know, like... It's such a pit time for them for deserved people. Um, whatever. I I'm I'm indifferent towards Ivory. I wasn't super entertained by her, but I mean, like the China match at Mania. Yeah, was, that's what I remember the most of her. Her and her and the right to censor. I think was probably her work that I would say was her best stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Overall, there was such a huge period of time where she was just the girl that wore black and had a purple hanky hanging out of her pocket and (laughs) didn't really do anything of note. I don't know. I I feel like... But at the same time, they're just kind of running out of people. Well, last year we got Jacqueline, right? Or have we gotten Jacqueline? Yeah, we've gotten Jacqueline. Or was last year Beth? Was Beth Phoenix last year or the year before? I don't know. But I feel like Jacqueline is in the same breath of Ivory. In my eyes. So it is that point where it's like, okay, we're, we put in Jacqueline, we put in Ivory. Next year's going to be Sable. You yeah, know? I'm surprised we haven't gotten Sable yet. Um, Jacqueline had a portion of her career that was non-WWF where she kind of broke some ground in like that intergender stuff. Like she was right. doing the I beat up guys thing before yeah. China was. But China's who we remember, remember and credit because she right. was on the winning team doing right. it. Um, you know, Ivory, 
I, I honestly, I don't know how big of a deal she was in Glow. I know she yeah, was there. she was there. But and I they advertise it. You know, I didn't watch yeah. Glow at any point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched the Netflix thing, and that's fun. And I know it's not even remotely the same, though. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not even an accurate depiction of, of what that was. So, I mean, I guess if... Uh, if I was to, to look at it and Google it or whatever and pay more attention to it and discover she was, like, the Hulk Hogan of of Glow, <laughs> if she was the Sable, to, to use right. a female equivalent right. the of the female. Attitude Era right. in Glow, then, uh, then, then maybe I'm off point. But if she was the Ty Dillinger of Glow... Right. Right. And mm. that plus her WWF work equals just another Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, person. it's a space. She's Yeah, she's, she's I think space. Molly Holly was the choice this year. Oh, good call. She got the, the She got the pop at the Rumble. She got the Rumble pop. She looked fantastic in it. She's yeah. still training. Yeah. And doing so much work for girls now. She's received essentially her own induction by Beth Phoenix that year mm-hmm. when Beth got inducted. Oh yeah, you're right. She was you're crediting right. you know, Beth for all the all the things that she did behind the scenes footing the bill and all that to get her trained. So I don't know. I think she was kind of a cool pick for this year. And again, based off how they pick people, she'll get it eventually. Right. I just think this was the year that it would have felt the most relevant to do, to do her. Organically. Yeah. Okay. So from there we go to the Dudley boys. What do you think about them? No brainer. Dudley's are, Dudley's are an obvious choice. I think, uh, Bubba's done that retirement angle in Ring of Honor recently. I don't know. Maybe it's not an angle. I'm just so skeptical of everything right. that I just assume everything's a work until there's enough time that I believe otherwise. But uh, I guess, D- you know, Devon's agenting. Yeah, WWE. he's the agent free. Um, they just finished a run there somewhat recently, and I guess that's yeah. why it feels... They finished a full-time run versus Goldberg, who did a thing recently, right, but it was a obviously stint. a part-time thing. The right. Dudley's just finished like a real thing so i 100 percent deserve to be there they're yeah. the hottest team of ecw they're one of the hottest teams and the hottest period of wwf i mean they they deserve to to be there i probably would have waited a little bit longer just yeah it does seem fresh it, it's it's almost weird it, it feels like edge in my eyes like when edge got in the hall of fame i was like eh, it's a little soon i don't like that the idea of putting in these guys that uh get like edge i, I like right. hurt one year in the hall of fame the next just because mm-hmm. or like lose a retirement match one year right next or whatever i think you can space these things out eventually you're gonna run out of high profile people and have to do this kind of thing every year where it's like someone that may or may not actually be done is getting inducted and yeah i don't know but they deserve it 100 percent. yes in yeah the, if, if if the hall of fame is a legit 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 thing they would deserve to be there so no no problems with the Dudleys. All right, uh, from there, let's go to Goldberg. Goldberg being put into the WWE Hall of Fame. If he did not have that last year run, do you think he should be in it? He should. If he didn't have the last year run, he would still be fine to be in it. I mean, it's Goldberg. He's a... He made a lot of money and was a big draw. Some might say for too short a period of time to be worth the acclaim that he gets. But, I mean, he was such a big deal during such a big period yeah. that it's hard to, to deny the guy a spot in anything. I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan and, yeah. and never really was. I think Honestly, that last little run, those couple of matches, with the Mania match with Brock specifically, was probably the most I've enjoyed him him ever 
Yeah. Um, but no, I, as as a headline guy, I mean, he was the top guy for a top promotion. It it makes perfect sense to yeah. put him in there. So. All right. Um, from there, uh, they just announced Jeff Jarrett this week, and this one for me is kind of rad because I think recently he's had some problems, demons, and I think this is almost a perfect example of like, this is your turnaround moment. This is your, you know, you are a guy that has wrestled for God, how many decades and almost should be the headliner. That's why I kind of wanted to talk about him last is because as much as I think Goldberg does deserve, and like you said, he is the, 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 the highlighted portion of why people are going to buy tickets to go. But I think Jeff Jarrett's even more important, especially with TNA, with WCW, with WWE, like he legitimately, in my eyes, is a Hall of Famer, and it's perfect timing. Yeah, I'm a probably not at this point. There's definitely a period of time where I was a huge mark for Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah. Him coming in WWF kind of coincided with my peak kid fandom. Right. Um, the I don't remember what was going on in my life, but we went somewhere the night that he fought Michaels at In Your House, and Michaels beat him for the Intercontinental title, and I wanted to see that match so bad. We ordered the pay-per-view and like recorded it so I could watch it later. Yeah. Um, and that match is just so good. So much fun. Easy... Easy, easy, like forgotten classic from that from the mid card of that era. But, Which uh, pay per view was that? In your house in ninety five July. It's a summer show. Okay, somewhere in there. Um, I just want to be able to go back to watch it. Yeah, it's him and him and Sean. So it's him at the peak of being Double J with the roadie. Yep, and he was Intercontinental Champ defending against Michaels, who was very obviously getting strapped to do bigger things down the road but this was still at the point where there was kind of a progression mm-hmm. um but yeah that that match is really fun but i don't know i've always liked jared i liked jared when he was doing i liked the Owen heart stuff i liked yeah the sexist man. jeff jared that got beat by china like got, yeah and granted that whole thing has a cloud over it because he you have him holding vince up for money or whatever but like right I liked that storyline having, and again, not the biggest China fan, but I liked the payoff yeah. of her being beating him. And yeah, becoming yeah. And I hated her beating guys during that era, but in that storyline, it made so much sense and worked for me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I liked the WCW stuff. Um, I liked the slap nuts slap thing. Nuts. I, you know, teenage me thought slap All nuts was it. funny yeah. and hitting people with the guitar was funny so yeah um, I man, I liked TNA Jeff when he was fake <sighs> Triple H and was oh, winning he was, he was totally you, Triple J <laughs> yeah you legit had had Triple H on WWF squashing guys that you could question the booking and then you had Jeff doing the exact same thing at yeah. TNA the exact same time and oh shit man I still thought his fucking theme song was amazing yes ugh so yeah, at some point he got where he wasn't enjoyable to watch in the ring towards the I would guess the middle of of TNA and I I got done I guess around yeah. the main event Mafia yeah I would say two thousand what seven yeah that and even maybe that's too late I don't know there was a point though where I just got where I was okay I'm done with Jeff the same yeah way. I finally got like okay you I'm got that Hunter. Triple H feel yeah, yeah, yeah and I think that was about the end of my of my Jeff feelings but I loved Jarrett so much for so long yeah and, uh, and like you said you started off by just talking about 
the stuff he's done. He's been around as a worker, as a guy running a company that gave the boys somewhere else legitimate to work for yeah. a long time. I don't know that it has been that for a bit, but there's a huge stretch where it was. And it was the superior product. Yeah, for, for a moment. For a good, good stretch of time. So now it's... Yeah, Jeff's a big deal. He's not a draw, and at the end of the day, the Hall of Fame for them is an is an entertainment yeah thing, and not a not a real real thing. Yeah. Um. So he would never be a headline guy for them, but I would have no no problem. Yeah. I mean, he's what the fourth TNA Hall of Famer to be a WWF WWE. Yeah, you're right. I, I keep mean, saying like, F because we're talking about that yeah. time, but WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, they keep uh, they keep snaking those TNA Sting, Hall of Fame guys. Sting, Dudley, Dudley's Kurt. Yes, Kurt, Jeff, Jeff. Oh my God! Yeah, can't it, wait for Gail Kim to get in next year. <laughs> awesome Kong! Oh, oh my God, she's right. coming back. Um, yeah, no. So Jeff Jarrett, you know, being put in is very cool. I think it's a great moment, and. I actually like the class. There is there are some parts of me that like this is legitimately of when I started watching the Attitude Era, and I feel like now I'm at this weird point where it's being filled with all these guys. So it's like next year, are we going to see D'Lo Brown? I mean, like the Godfather got put in last year. I did Coco's what I use. D'Lo fits the Coco Beware standard right like yeah it's where coco's in he's a mid-card guy that did some tag work d'lo brown same thing he, had guy that he, he did a sweet <laughs> little head bobble and he pointed and did a leg drop and it was yeah. over and he probably should have got pushed more and didn't and it's the coco beware test absolutely so yeah we're looking forward do you think there's more people to be announced yeah four is not enough Nah, they, they can't do a 75 hour show with four <laughs> Can you can you think of two people? Can you think of two people right now that you feel that are going to? I'll mention a mid Carter that's already in there. It's so it's so hard, man. Like they put in so many people every year. Um, Yeah. Well, you got to think of it and how they do things. Like Mm -hmm. you have your main event guy. There's probably going to be one more, not quite Goldberg, but main event level person. Right. You got your top of the mid card guy which is Jeff yes you got your woman yep you got your tag team team. so So you need like a manager kind of person general manager manager kind of thing because they do that every Mm -hmm. year Um, you need like a a more bottom of the card but with super over right you you need need that and I mean Dana Warriors gotta steal the spotlight (laughs) Dana Warriors totally give an award to somebody oh yeah so I guess you gotta be nice too because you're a dick if you're not but nobody read 30 minutes (laughs) i fast forward when i when i get to some of these i watch it live because i do good luck i i watch most of that mania stuff live because it just helps me like be get through mania but man it's uh it's a drag sometimes I, i think mark henry that's the one I'm coming up with. If Henry's really done, which I guess he is, that yeah. would be Henry would be a, a good choice. That again, you can't throw flags on uh, on Mark. I don't think for for his career and doing everything. Man, I don't. Uh, I put no thought into into picking some folks. I don't know. You're yeah, on the spot. It's all good. That's what I do. I put <laughs> people on the spot. Yeah, I guess Jeff also counts for like 
a, a guy who did a lot of non-WWE stuff because they yeah. have to have one of those like I feel like Hunter likes to go find his NWA yep. person that's not there yet yep. and try to get them in so maybe and maybe there's one of those because maybe Jarrett doesn't count as that maybe there's one more NWA yeah, maybe there's like an NWA WCW guy that's not uh, that's yeah. not there that will get there maybe the Kiss Demon <laughs> it's the Kiss Demon Vampiro's coming in. Finally, after all these years. Why not? Oh, Lord. Okay. So that was our Hall of Fame talk. Now we're going to jump into this. There's a rumor going about, and it's funny because you and I both love the brand split. We do love that all these guys get the work. We love that we get our individual pay per views. But now it seems that the pay per views are going back to dual brand. That's right. They're not selling enough tickets. So Raw and SmackDown Monthly will be on a pay-per-view starting in May. And we talked about it and our disdain for, you know, because it's going to be two world title matches, two tag team title matches, two women titles matches. What happens to the other belts on the card? So I just throw this out there. What if the shows go for hours now? I think it's... a done deal i feel like okay so there it is jumped into it where it's four hours, hour pay-per-views yeah. from now on in may what what are pros and what are cons no we'll, pros no pros um, there's no pros at four, all four hour shows with a one hour pre-show so you're talking five hours yeah two when pre-show I, matches probably yeah yeah if, if you get an hour pre-show you'll you'll get one or two matches um between Raw and SmackDown, not counting NXT and 205, you're already talking about over over five hours of mm-hmm. programming that you have to watch every week anyway. Yeah. Sometimes there's like a less is more yep. mentality that they've totally thrown by the wayside and forgotten about. Um, f- five hours for a show. I like the idea of pulling back to once a month. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but just five-hour pay-per-views... There, there was a time when I did feel like I was at least in fall, or maybe it was spring. I forget what it is, but I felt like I was getting a pay per view every two weeks. Yeah, and, and was, I there felt was a like where it was like that. Yeah, and I felt like that was too much because that made me not want to watch Raw or SmackDown because I felt like there was no story building where I could connect in a way. Um, I will say the only pro about the four-hour pay-per-view is that I do feel like the mid-card will get a little more play than you would get in a three-hour show. I'm just, uh, I don't know, man. Even four hours when you, you're essentially doing both brands. Yeah. Pay-per-view in one show. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know that they'll fit more of the guys we'd like to see. I just think it'll be the same main event kind of level upper mid card main event level guys every show Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be more multi-man matches which has been my one of my top complaints for the past couple of months is good lord i'm sick of multi-man matches yeah multi-women matches i'm sick of multi tag team matches i fatal four-way tag team title matches real feuds anymore or if they are real feuds it's between Shane and Daniel Bryan and there's not yeah. going to be an in-ring no payoff, payoff so why do I have to sit through it every week yeah um, 
I don't know. I, I just don't. I mean, Elimination Chamber makes sense. It's a yes. chamber. That's the gimmick. That's cool. Multi-man. But like... SmackDown's fast, doing the same fast, thing. Yeah. Fast Lane comes after Elimination Chamber. It's a multi-man mm-hmm. main event without the gimmick. Yeah. So it's really just five guys fighting. And as is apparent by the last couple of weeks, you're going to see those last five guys mix and matched wrestling each other every week until Fastlane anyway. So by the time Fastlane gets here, I'm going to be super burnt out on seeing these guys wrestle each other. There's nothing special if there's no cage or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it, there's no... You're you're starting with a summer blockbuster, basically. You're starting with Avengers, and then you decide you're giving me some shitty Dax Shepard comedy. I would have much rather had... AJ and Shinsuke versus Kevin and yeah. Sammy. And then Kevin and Sammy win, they get in the match at Mania. So Shinsuke yeah. wants his one-on-one match. AJ doesn't want to have to wrestle three guys for his belt. So there's their right. incentive to win. And then, like, yep. something like that. would, If you feel the need to stuff four-plus men into the main event without the chamber... Yeah. That would have been a better story and a better match. And yeah. I don't but know. Do you think they even give a shit about story anymore? I don't. And that bothers me when I have to hear them pat themselves on the back for being episodic television. Episodic television that continues that majority is story. I mean, it almost killed 205 in my eyes, yeah. which we can get to in later. Um, but yeah, I think four hour pay per views. If I go pros, which I gave my cons of it's a long fucking show that I don't think I'll be able to continuously watch. I mean, is the next step then Mania five hours? Mania is already the longest <laughs> show. Did, it's a two hour pre-show. Did it start at six or seven last year? I think it started at seven. And then it but went the pre-show started at five. So you yeah, have, and then it went over to and you 11.30. have three matches on the pre-show. Yeah. So I hate when people are like, "Well, the pre-show is not part of the show." They don't make it apparent what matches are going to be on the pre-show until like a week before. Yeah. So they build the entire card like it's WrestleMania. Yep. Once those matches start, yeah. WrestleMania has started. Yeah. You might say the first half hour of the pre-show while right. Renee and whoever the panel is. Okay, so that's the first 30 minutes. And then at 5.30, yeah. matches start. WrestleMania's going. Yeah, good point. That, and that is a six-hour show. And, and especially because they at least one of those matches is going to be, for me, one of the main reasons I want to watch Mania. So yeah, I'm going to watch the pre-show because I don't want to miss Neville and Aries yep. or whatever. Yeah, I think Baron Corbin and Dean for the IC title. Yeah. Which was good. The Usos every year. The Usos year. every year. If the Usos aren't on the Mania card this year, it, that's a shame. After the year they've had, it, it would be. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking, okay, so let's cut the half hour. We'll say it doesn't start at 5. We'll say it starts at 5.30 because yep. that's when the in-ring stuff will start going down. Yeah. 5.30 to 11.30? It's a long show. Better. Yeah. And, it, and like long you think show. of shows like Super Bowls, and this is technically the Super Bowl of it, mm-hmm. way too long. Super Bowl doesn't go that long, and it's not enough. They fill it with so much fluff that the flow gets killed yeah. too. Yeah, and the style that the guys work have worked for the past couple of years. There's not enough difference from one watch to the next. Like I watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and and love or hate New Japan when you watch that show. 
you typically, if you're not enjoying one match, stick around because the next thing's going to be a different style. Yeah, and it's it might not be the same. Thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know the uh, the the four way light heavyweight guys didn't yeah. wrestle the same match that Omega and Jericho did. No. And they didn't wrestle the same match Okada wrestled, and it's or Cody and um, Cody, Umbra. Cody and Ibushi. Yeah. Every match on that show had a different feel to it, so you just. And WWF shows, WWE shows, used to be that way. It used to yeah. be that you'd, you'd watch Mania and you would get that build. I mean, you look at 17, which everyone loves to death. That, that show builds that way, where yeah. you, know, you get a little bit of something different every match that goes on. WrestleMania is not that way now. It's very... And their product's not that way now. Yeah. Very homog- homogenized, and it's plug and play. If this guy gets hurt, it's not the end of the world, because we have this other we guy. We have the other guy just like him. Seth Rollins gets hurt, you can plug in Finn Balor, because they have the same moves, and yep. they're the same size. And yep. AJ. And they have that over yep. and over and over down their card. So, I don't know. It's it's a long show when everything feels so similar, and you're going to have yeah. the entrances take forever. Yeah, they do. There's but I feel be like those pieces that take forever. Those are some of the things that I do enjoy, like watching the entrances, watching the stage, and you know no. that kind of stuff is fun, and that's why I think it is a once a year thing. Mm-hmm. Like I could not watch this monthly, mm-hmm. and the going back to what we're saying, they're going to do things like that. I feel for the four hour shows, for the pay per views, to make them feel special. If they're losing money on live attendance. Yes, they are dual branded, but I don't think that's enough. I think we are going to get in an era where the pay-per-views are going to have. How many times do we sit here and say, oh, I just feel like that pay-per-view was raw. Mm-hmm. And that has happened with with the, the single branded pay-per-views. That yeah. has happened. The sad thing is, though, is that the thought process isn't how can we make the branded shows feel special mm-hmm. it is wouldn't it be easier to just put the top guys from both shows so it's not like a let's make the product better right because that effort is wasted they they've mastered the ability to make money yep and the quality of creative and the quality of the product has not affected their ability to just open up new revenue streams and continue to make cash yep um so there's no incentive for them to do that work so it's just mm-hmm you know, it's so you just get the same thing all the time. So I don't know. Yes, the the shows that have had that feel, if they're not going to have that feel anymore, they will have to do something. And I, yeah, you could be right. Instead of making the shows better, they just make it look For fancier. Glitter. Yeah, and and I don't mind the long entrances and stuff either. It's just when yeah, you have, when you have them on top of three different mm-hmm. pat ourselves on the back charity videos yeah. and uh, KFC commercial, commercial. and anything else they can stuff into the yeah. show it just it slows it down and kills it absolutely all right well yeah so you could hear from both of us no thank you to the four hour shows i mean obviously i can't say anything until i get probably through SummerSlam. i think SummerSlam's my make or break if i can do this every single time yeah. or i might end up just being like looking at the next day okay this match is good this match is good and then i just watch matches at which I won't be ashamed of because that's where I'm at now. And, and I'm definitely there with Raw and SmackDown. Lately, yes. But, I mean, it so affects my enjoyment to not watch the big shows live because then yeah. you get something spoiled for you on the internet. Yep. Or even <clears throat> even just trying to see what's worth watching is very difficult to do without seeing who won. Yes, very. Um, and when you take that element away from pro wrestling... You take Why that, watch? Like, yeah, you're yep. defeating the... 
you know, if you read the ending to the movie before you go to the theater, why are you still spending your time and money on it? Right. Know. It's, it's, uh, it sucks. You're right. You're right. So we'll see what goes down that line. All right. Uh, now to wrap this bad boy up, we are going to go through some weak highlights. Um, so Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live have all aired. Um, what do you think are highlights of all three shows? That gauntlet match was good. Wasn't it like 90 minutes? So you probably missed some stuff. Yeah, because I got the Hulu version, which yeah. is 90 minutes total. And after talking to you about it, I went and looked, and they, they did cut out some match. In addition That's to commercials. Um, the match itself went like an hour 45. Wow. If you had all the commercials in, it legitimately it ended at the 10 o'clock hour. So if Raw was still a two-hour two show, show, it would have been, been Raw. And honestly would have been perfect because that last hour of raw that wasn't the gauntlet yes was a slog it was i, I bet just it as was. tough to get through as half of raw normally is anyway yeah um but man that gauntlet match was about the most fun two hours of raw that have happened in a long time and it was it's crazy to me because like it was perfect like it mm -hmm. it boggles my mind when you go from you know our weekly show of what we get mm -hmm. you know of Steph coming out, bitching, bitching, bitching. Roman coming out, bitching, bitching, bitching. And then a couple of who care matches. Yeah. But like this Raw was done so well at this point. It had Roman come out to cut his promo. And it, I didn't even realize this until after I watched everything. Roman got to come out, say what he wanted to say. Seth comes out, match. And the match continues. And after every single time someone got eliminated, they came to the back and said their piece. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just the best sports yes. broadcasting that I've seen them do recently. And the match itself is probably one of the best matches of 2018. Yeah, I so enjoyed far. it. Yeah, because I'm... Seth Rollins stole the fucking show. Definitely. Um, then him pinning both Roman and Cena is a moment of the year. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a big moment. Oh, he'll be doing the Jericho, I beat Austin Has and to, Rock. Right? I mean, that's that's his version of this, because everything that's old is new again in wrestling eventually. Yeah. So that's this is him getting to have that, because he's right. had something similar in a long time. And then you also get Elias, who comes out and be a shitty heel, mm -hmm. and get the win on Seth. So it makes him even look important, because mm -hmm. he is the last man entering the chamber. Um, then after uh, that, Finn... Comes in, beats up uh, Elias, then Gives Miz. Gives you a new baby face to go on because we lost Seth. Exactly. Yeah. Then the Miz comes in. He's even shittier than Elias because he's got the Mistourage out there doing mm. their damn thing. And then Miz and Braun at the end. And Braun obviously getting the win. I think my only uh, like gripe with the match is I wish Braun ended it quicker. Yeah, I I'm think that's that. the only problem with the match is that it felt like Miz got way more offense than I think rightfully he Yeah, I didn't up. need Miz looking ridiculous putting a skull-crushing finale, finale on, on It, just it doesn't bad. make sense, yeah. But the booking of that match was fantastic, perfectly, and it's crazy how right they can get stuff when they don't get it right so yeah. often. Yeah, And honestly, the thing about that match that hurts the most is that I feel like it is it was better than I expect the chamber to be because it yeah. felt so different. And the, you know, we're all so stale feeling with the same, like you were saying the same format every week. Like it was so cool to have something 
that felt so fresh yeah. with how they presented it. and just It was called it Raw, and I didn't feel like I was getting Monday Night Raw. I felt like I was getting 2003 SmackDown. Like, that's something SmackDown would have done yeah. back in that era. It was it was good. I, I enjoyed that. I don't know that there was anything else on Raw in that last hour no. that was worth anything, but man, that gauntlet match was, uh, was fun. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah, my Raw was the gauntlet, a Jeff Jarrett video package, women tag match. That is it. Yeah, then you definitely lost some yeah. match if they managed to fit that meaningless six woman tag in there. Which was weird because I thought it was a gauntlet match going into it. I thought they were doing the same thing for the men and women. I was like, that's kind of cool if I get two gauntlet matches yeah. back to back, but nope, we couldn't do that. Nah. Um, so, from, okay, SmackDown, anything highlighted? SmackDown used to be the show I really looked forward to watching every week, and man, it is just... That's how I felt. Uh, it's a struggle. I, I, and I, you're talking about the show the has... Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, which are the, to me the the watchable things on that product. Yeah, and AJ. AJ. Well, was, I was going bad guy. Like okay. AJ's fun. Nakamura still got some growing pains, and I love him to death. And I think he's getting there. Yeah. Like I am looking forward to them and uh, him and AJ. Of course, there's but no way that match will be bad. Proactively right. bad. Yeah. But in a way, I'm just waiting to get past all this shit so I can get to. Uh, them feuding yeah you know what i mean chamber feels like it is a build towards wrestlemania Fastlane just feels like they needed a show they needed a show yeah they didn't want to be made fun of with roadblock (laughs) because that's what this show feels like smackdown had we talked about new day got to have their words appear on the tv i'm done with the words i don't need the words Uh, it's annoying as all get out i hate the words so, so much. Is this a kid thing? Is this a kid thing? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a Snapchat kind yeah. of like be cool pop up on yeah. the screen. Because we're getting a lot of selfie interviews now. I don't mind the selfie promos. No. No. I thought it was a, you know, it was a cool way of bringing back an old idea and mm-hmm. making it feel 2018 relevant. Yeah. But man, the filters and pop-ups and emojis and all that crap is to say it's like the worst production decision that they've made when they've made a lot of bad production decisions over the years is really saying something but i i would say it's the dumbest thing that they've done yeah easily i hate it but uh nah smackdown i mean baron and aj was fine baron and aj always they have good chemistry aj works well with big guys like that um so I mean that match is fine, but I've seen it before, and I'm gonna see them in that. That yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't must see. Yeah. It's just a thing that happened. But I feel like that's SmackDown. It's we're going to watch the same matches over and over and over and over, and we don't ever we don't Progress. have the card on the show ever. No. Yeah, like I saw that uh, Rusev was off the Rusev's show. not. They did a Rusev. super short package for nakamura who hasn't been on the show proper in a month how crazy is that like your royal rumble winner who should be like flying high and like i texted you the other day uh i feel like randy orton should be feuding with him not necessarily for the spot but to act like like nakamura do you deserve this spot yeah and randy orton's facing bobby Roode. yeah for the u.s title at uh fastlane and i'm like why that's not the guy he should be facing. If Nakamura yeah. is not going to be on TV doing something, he should be heavily featured in like a weekly weekly promo yeah. 
package. Like if you think back to when they would do those Jim Ross interviews with like McFoley yeah. and Goldust, and yep. they weren't necessarily doing in ring stuff during that, but they got over more because of it. Like yes. if they were doing a Who Is Nakamura chronicling his career or something yeah. like five oh. minutes every week Do, yeah. and then after fast lane he's, he's back. back and ready right. to feud with aj that would be great but instead i mean he got a short little thing last night yeah that didn't really mean anything it's not enough and then before that he has popped up to say a sentence to aj backstage and then right. disappear. Uh, huh? it's not enough right now in my eyes there, it's not enough I've said this to you. We've 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 debated it. I would put money on him and AJ being the opening match of yeah. the WrestleMania proper card, the non-pre-show. Yeah, portion. non-pre-show. I would. Ugh, it just feels like that's where we're heading. Another yeah. another title match to open the show, which I don't. A world title match to yeah. open the show. Yeah, like it's it to me that is very ugh. Don't do that, please. Mm-hmm. And I don't think those two should be that match. And maybe they won't, because maybe they'll want to reward AJ for being the only man of the halfway carrying that SmackDown <laughs> brand still. But uh, yeah, but man, it sure feels like that's where we're God, where we're heading wrong. with Brock versus whatever unexpected challenger. I mean, yeah, I don't know who Brock's going to face at Mania. No, I just don't know. I just don't have an idea. So, <laughs> so yeah. many choices. Smackdown. Right. Smackdown's a bad. Two hundred five highlight. I enjoy two hundred five. Yeah. Um, two hundred five is currently my favorite show. Yeah. And it's unfair because it is tournament based right now, which like it works out perfectly. Yeah. But that being said, still the best put together show. Yeah. Ever since the tournament started, it has been must watch wrestling if you're yes. a wrestling fan it's a wrestling show um and we'll see when the tournament's over and they have to build just a normal show how it works out i yeah. think it'll be fine i think if it's just another nxt kind of product in a yeah. in front of a different crowd it'll still be entertaining to watch yeah um but i enjoyed the show we had a a 205 debut yeah How'd you feel about that? My man. Let me tell you, I haven't been more excited about someone debuting to the main roster since Nakamura. And like, not to say that they're in the same thing, but you got to understand, like he is fianced to Alexa Bliss. He is. So like, I need their relationship to last. And this was the like, in my eyes, the culmination that they're going to last together. But all that being said, I was a big fan of Blake and Murphy and NXT. I thought they were a solid ass tag team. And not seeing him for, I would say a year. It's been a while. I would say a long time. I think he's popped up on NXT here and there and been used as enhancement. Enhancement guy number two. But this felt they've given him video packages for the past two weeks, Mm -hmm. which I felt was awesome because, you know, they're bringing in a lot of the UK guys to come in to fill some spots for this. But he felt legitimately like homegrown Mm -hmm. WWE guy coming in to, you know, I want to be a part of this product. And man, I don't think he's ever looked more crisp. I was totally sold on him in that match. He, uh, a great babyface fire. His moves were crisp. Yeah, we're just on point. Um, Super impressed by him as a singles guy, and I didn't necessarily expect to be. Yeah. Um, I thought the the little package, the reintroduction package of him cutting weight or whatever last week made me care instantly whereas when mm-hmm. they first said his name 
as a part of the tournament. I didn't care at all. And I was right. really surprised. Like really. You thought it was going to be a spot just as an enhancement. Like yeah, someone's going to go past them. Yeah, and it, and and the last week of the first round after we've had some some cool guys come in, some guys that have hype that are that size, yeah. like like Andrews and Strong. After having that it was like, Oh, buddy yeah, Buddy Murphy's Buddy here. Murphy's but man, they they sold me after the video package, and he sold me big time in the match. Yeah, yesterday. Because I'm glad he was able. He, it almost felt like they were like, see, he's cruiserweight. He can do cruiserweight stuff. Yeah. And I feel like the way I would portray him from here on out is a main eventer of cruiserweights. If that makes sense. No, he definitely he worked more of that style, right? The cruiserweight style, but he still threw in. Some, heavy yeah yeah and that's what i would personally like you know he's he's a strong dude who's going to be also a flying dude because when he did the swanton outside the mm-hmm. ring i don't think i've seen a better swanton recently yeah. from it looked good main roster people like as much as i love finn his always looks like a circle mm-hmm. if you will where this guy was just flat back Flyover. Yeah. It was pretty as all. Him, him showing up was the highlight of that show. Yeah, for me this week, um, the Lucha House Party. I assume is going to. <laughs> I assume is going to be their actual name because. I hope so. Vic, uh, what's Vic's last name on commentary? Vic, whatever. Yeah. Said it seventy-five times. Seventy-five. Because <laughs> the Michael Cole school of branding something, right? It's and I'm sure it's really Vince and Stephanie oh, or whoever 100%. telling them to do it that way. But That's Michael Cole's the voice of it when I think of it. Yeah. He he said it nonstop. Um. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Squash. I like the idea of having some tandems on two hundred five. Yeah. I guess tag belts for that brand is something you could do down the road. I think you can. And if you're going to do it down the road, you got to start having some teams that are kind of organic and not just thrown together if you decide to do it. Yeah. So that was fine. Whatever. It's just a quick a quick squash. And then uh, yeah. the other tournament match wasn't bad. I like Mustafa Ali a lot. I, he doesn't get as much love as I think he probably no. deserves. He blew a spot or two in that match and it made me kind of sad he just he tries stuff that is different to pull off yeah Yeah, and it's different so you're not you're not going to hit everything every time um but that match was it was it was fine it was uh gallagher's performance was a lot like gulak's performance the week before where Mm -hmm. it was like Serious but occasionally comedic heel mm-hmm. turns badass and beats the crap out of their opponent. Right. We probably could have spaced those two matches out, not had them on back to back weeks, and that yeah. would have been smarter. But uh, it was it was a fine match. I, the match I cared more about was the opening. So yeah, that was the highlight of that show for sure. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for uh, listening to Take It Home uh, New Day podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the best. Nick, thank you for uh, joining me and doing this. I think this is awesome. I think it's a nice, different visual aspect. I mean, like, I, I, I love doing these things, and I love Jay, and I love, you know, all the people that I've worked with on these podcasts, but I am excited. After, spe- listen to this, you're on the 300th episode. And I haven't taken a single <laughs> damn bump ever. Do not deserve to be on the 300th episode of anything. Oh, whatever. Hulkster never took a bump. 
Hood never took a bump. Wonderful, I just bump around for fun on the street. I was going to say, at least Wonderful's taking a bump. Yeah, he's taking a bump. He's always taking my chest smacked him. What? Anyways, um, <laughs> listen to the show, podcastingcouch.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter, take it home, pod. Yeah, that's it. So, next time, maybe Nick will be here. Maybe it's somebody else. Who knows? But you're here to stay. <laughs> Is that an NWO line? <laughs> We're here to stay. <laughs> Buy the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw evolution.